Hey, this is Kat Stancic, the lead boss with the Revenue Accelerator with my guest today, Kim Snyder. Now, here's the thing. Kim Snyder, like me, has this amazing experience as a former corporate executive. Now, she might have outranked me, but... <laughs> That doesn't mean that she is not just absolutely stellar in the marketing world because she is. She is the founder of the Online Marketing in a Box and the proprietary Grow More, M-O-R-E, business strategy that gives business owners, leaders, and executives the results they want and deserve in marketing, operations, revenue, and efficiency. Yes, please. She is certified virtual speaker, soon to be author, woo, podcast host. Oh, yeah. A happy wife to Rob. I oh, you know, like your marriage is just amazing. Um, and recovering perfectionist, amen. Foodie, son, and fun, gadget girl. I love you, Kim, so much. Um, I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about like how you got into just this amazing space of like speaking for leads and really like owning and mastering this strategy for you and helping your clients do the same for their business. Well, I got to it because I needed it and I was too dang impatient to wait. So speaking of husbands, you might see my husband walk by and go, <laughs> hey, we're working from home. Um, so I left my corporate job August, 2018. Mm. And I took a few months off and I knew that I wanted to speak. And I thought, okay, cool. I have time. I'm going to go speak on at conferences, at events. And then I started looking around going, oh my God, what an idiot. I know that it takes at least six months. Like all conferences are six to nine months, sometimes 12 months out. I'm like, I'm not waiting six to nine to 12 months. So the first thing is, is like, oh, well, I'm going to go put my own event on. Well, shit. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, so I, you know, like there's some things I don't obviously know everything about you, but that's a pretty ballsy move, right? Like I just, events are no small feat. No, so. they're not. And this is from a girl that lived in a town for almost 18 years that didn't spend much time. Like I was gone, you know, all mm. the time. I didn't have many friends here. Right. So I would do a few business networking things and a few social things, but I didn't have a base in Vegas when I stopped. And so of course, why not do an event? Because that would be perfect. And so, you know, um, I decided, I think it was like November or December and I said, okay, I'm going to do an event. And so, um, that first week of February, February, it was Super Bowl weekend. I think mm -hmm. I did mine on Saturday. Super Bowl was on Sunday. I had 50 amazing women show up an event. We had three speakers. We did half a day on a Saturday. I had people from Arizona and California come in. I had entrepreneurs. I had women business leaders and it freaking rocked. Oh my God. I mean, so like it was like this and then like this. And then I'm like, okay, I'm still not, I, I'm not doing this every week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. It's, that's not sustainable, at least for most of us humans uh, out there. Um, so what happened next? Well, so in the process of doing the marketing for that, mm. I was attending every networking event, any group in town, men, women, it didn't matter because even though it was called women accelerate or accelerate women conference, I was targeting women. It was like, Hey, do you have colleagues? Do you have coworkers? Do you have daughters? Yeah. Do you have wives? So I would show up to any event. Well, when I did that, I was standing up to speak and do a little announcement or they would bring me up to the front of the room. And so people got to really know me quickly by promoting that event. And so it was kind of that natural progression that shortly, like it was March, I was looking back at my numbers the other day. I'm like, March is when I started. So it was really nine months. It wasn't 12 months. Then I just started speaking. 
Mm. And so all of those places that I attended, I went back and I said, Hey, I can come speak because I'm not going to go in another six months to a year and I'm not doing one of these. Now I did decide to do another conference. I did. So that was the winter. I did the spring conference. I did it three months later. I had 25 women. That was amazing too. And it was mostly entrepreneurs because as we know, most people in corporate are too busy to leave and it's really hard to get them out. Yeah. So um, I said, okay, that's, that's it for now. We'll figure out what I'm going to do with my events. But that really started my speaking because I, I love to speak. I love to present. I it's teaching for me, right? I'd love mm-hmm. to help people is really what it is. And that's the medium. And so I was going out and then I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to monetize this? Because I've left my corporate job and I need to make money. So we're not just here for, you know, handouts. <laughs> so I said, okay, I've got to figure this out. And it was this, this slow evolution over that nine month period in 2019, where I really figured it out. And like, hmm got that system down and figured out how to make it easy. And so it was easy for me and for the, you know, the organization, it was a great experience for everybody. It wasn't pushy, but I still got what I needed. They got what they needed. Everybody was happy. And so that was really the progression on how I got there. Yeah. You said the magic word, which was system. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's a skill set. And I feel like skill sets in order to master them require a system. All right. And they need that, that consistency, that predictability, that, that, you know, that, that foundational core, right. That you can always go back to. Um, so when you talk about the system, is it the system? Cause and, and I, I kind of know what the answer is going to be, but is it the system to, to get booked as a speaker? Is it the system to deliver the speech? Is it the system to, you know, generate leads? Is it the system to convert those leads into clients? Like what, what's the system? Yeah, actually, I think you just about named my six steps to my program. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the places to speak, right? This is it. I had to find the places to speak. I had to figure out what they needed so I could get booked. Mm-hmm. I had to craft my speech and I couldn't take forever because we're all busy business owners. And so I had to figure out how to leverage what I had. I had to make sure that people knew that I was speaking, had to create that visibility plan. I had to generate leads. I wanted to like, you know, turn the leads up and then how was I going to follow up? And, you know, mm. yeah, that, that was it. Wow. Which like right there. Done this before. <laughs> but, but that, that last piece, the follow-up, right? Because I think that this is with most tactics when it comes to marketing, whether you're speaking or you're doing a five-day training series, or you're doing a masterclass or a webinar, or name the strategy or the tactic, right? The follow-up is the key because most people feel, and I, I feel like because this is how it was conveyed to them in terms of someone marketing to them, is that the build it and they will come kind of philosophy, right? Of deliver the speech and then people will buy. Deliver the whatever and then people will buy, but it really doesn't happen that way. What's been your experience with that? Um. No, it would be nice, right? And so there's a bunch <laughs> there's a bunch of models out there that are get paid to speak and sell in the back room. And mine is like, let's take our expertise because mm-hmm. if I can get them in a conversation, if I can give them a if I can give them a topic that they're interested in that helps their business and I can get them in a conversation, then we can figure out where to go from there. So I have a target audience, they have a need, I can fill the need. We just need to figure out if it's the right fit. And if it's a right fit right now. And so, you know, I'm moving people to a conversation and I was just looking, I have my sheets from like two weeks ago when I presented and I, those are my leads. They're like physical as much as I'm digital girl and gadget girl. I still like the printed paper when I can. And I, I have techniques to do it online that work as well, but 
it is that follow-up and I'm really good with the in-person. Now it's funny because as much as I'm a techie, I suck at the back-end follow-up. So I get them in and I do it manual right now, but I honestly, my business, my business hasn't been large numbers. I haven't had to really worry, but I'm really amping it up in my business. And so I am actually bringing in more of the automation on the back end. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I have a couple tools that I do like you know, the remembering, like, and I follow up, but I am, I am upping the automation on the back end finally. But you did it the right way, right? Which was understanding what's the process, what's the languaging, what's yes. the into the conversation, because, you know, adding automation too fast in your business can actually completely, yep. you know, kill it, honestly, because automation and, and tech only amplifies what's not working, right? Yep. So if you've got something that's working, that's when we introduce those components. So I would say, you know, well done on introducing it. It's better to introduce tech too late than it is too early. Yeah. And finding that fine balance, right? Cause you don't want to be super yeah. overwhelmed that you don't have time, but then you don't want to, you can't design it cause you don't know what you're designing. And so, right. um, I mean, we both saw that in corporate, right? Like, Oh, I want to automate. And like, you don't even know what you're going to automate. I'm like, you don't even know. And if it breaks, are you going to this week? Because we're going to buy that apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they just went to a conference. Oh, we got to do this. I'm like, awesome. Yeah. And so you know, but I also see that in small business owners, right? Everybody wants to just, they think everything is easy, push a button. And so like, right. where's the easy button? And, you know, you still have to do the work. Yeah. I mean, so let's talk a little bit about that in terms of like speaking to get leads, right? So sure. Let's say, you know, you're talking to your person, which they have authority, they have expertise, they're running their business, right? six multiple six figures and above, right? We're looking at someone who's established, maybe the consistency and the predictability isn't quite where they want it. Or it's that, you know, I am not realizing the success that I know I should be experiencing because I know that I have something to offer the world. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of from our conversation. Yes. Or they're blending in or the, Mm -hmm. you know, some little whiz bangs got a better website and like, starting to elevate and comparison like, hey, monster fraud factor all the little triggers that are happening yeah, around us everything or so, it's just i want another marketing stream right yeah. um yeah you know yeah, unfortunately yeah. businesses that have you know that are getting to that you know six figure seven figure have been in business probably three to five years at least mm-hmm. and they're relying on the referrals word of mouth and so they've kind of like yeah streamlined their marketing And it's like, no, you need to expand. You always need to keep going out there. And so this is just a very, very untouched way to do it because it's people that are already experienced. You're having these conversations, like either Mm -hmm. one-on-one, you're doing presentations with your clients, you're standing up doing so. So you're very comfortable. Like this is not teaching you how to speak. It is taking what you already have, right? Which is what I did. I had training programs. I was coaching people Mm -hmm. and just morphing those into a conversation that I could have in 30 to 60 minutes, that was value for mm-hmm. the audience and the organization and, you know, a lead for me or influence. Cause I did this actually in corporate, right? Like I would get on, yeah, I was able to speak at conferences. I was able to get myself in front of it. And so it was like, Oh, I was doing this a while ago. I just didn't realize it. Right. So even if you're a leader in corporate, a consultant, like this works, if how you do you get out there clients and-, and you use that PowerPoint and you've walked through a monthly debrief or whatever it is, monthly yep. status reports, you're already a speaker. <laughs> you are, you're not called that, but yeah. So it's taking people that are already mm. experienced, like they're good at what they do. They're having those conversations and it's just giving them a framework to do it. And you can do it an hour a week. And, you know, with COVID being remote, 
it's really an hour a week. So you could just hop on the one hour meeting, one hour association call, whatever it is and do what you need to do. And you don't have to travel or you can do it in person, whatever you like. And, and that's what I did. I did, I did a mixture of in-person at that time. It was mostly in-person, but I did online and it works. And well, so many more people are open to online now. And so your reach is actually a lot more extensive so that, you know, association who's out in, you know, West coast and you're on East coast or vice versa is more willing to, you know, have you be a speaker to their audience because they have to find ways to create value. And so if they can get a bigger name and do it virtually. Yeah, and why not have somebody from a different industry or a different part of the country and even have that perspective. And so exactly. again, you're doing them a service, right? So you're giving that, that, um, that value to them and you're coming in with everything that you know to share, right? You're coming in with a giving spirit as a servant leader, whatever you want to call it, yeah. but you know, giving first. Yep. And so, well, so that's like, right, that right there, which I was, it kind of was going to be the question I was going to ask, which is what are people doing wrong when it comes to their speaking? So like, I, you know, there's a couple of things I've noticed, which is some people who speak and they have so much they want to share that they're just, they're con they're just throwing it at your face. And, you know, I'm definitely of the, of the camp of, you know, it's better to give too much than not enough. Um, but I also understand that also has a lot to do with internal triggers as to that person not having those compartmentalized talks. So there's lots of questions there, but so what are people doing wrong when it comes um, to speaking? Because there's a lot of people out there who teach people how to speak, right? And they're like, here's your master speech. You only need to have one, or maybe you have to have a lot of different ones. So, so what's your view? Yeah, totally way? different model again. Like that is like, oh, you want to be this big motivational speaker, get on stage. No. We're here, business owner, expert to get leads or get influence. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's very specific. And so we have a speech that's really good in value, but what we're not doing is we're not selling. So when mm -hmm. I see some people do like, oh, let me take my, my presentation that I give. No, we're not doing that. I really don't even want to see slides. We're going to take some information from those slides and it's going to be giving. And they're like, well, but how do I, I'm like, no, we're not selling you're going to educate. And then I said, and when you educate, I said, there's ways that we can subtly put information in there, right? They already know who you are, that you know, your, your title, your company, what you do, they already know. And so you're going to show that expertise in the stories that you tell mm. and the content you share, or maybe you're not, but you know, so it is really a make or break. But again, these are people that are already out there doing this. And so it's just giving them a framework to present in a way that shows that you're an expert, that you're not there selling. Cause that's one of the things. And the second biggest mistake I see is they actually give too much. And so, because we are experts in what we do, um, this only works for this type of people, right? Like you and me, Kate, Okay, cat and your um, audience, because you know your material so well that you can actually go light and allow for the questions because you can mm. answer them. I've mm -hmm. done this a couple of times with newbies and they're like, well, what if this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not talking to them again because it doesn't work <laughs> for this model. Different model doesn't right. work for this, right? So as long as you understand your material, I would go light on the, on the I'll say light on the agenda and content and it mm -hmm. will create a bunch of questions. That way you are leaving them with some action items and not overwhelming, mm. overwhelming them as well. So it's kind of those yeah. couple, two things. Like I used to give and give and give. And then it was like, people like, oh my God, this is amazing. But then they were just, they couldn't do anything. So 
I actually go a lot less, still high value, but just really like, you know, three to five things at most. And they'll pick Mm -hmm. the things that resonate with them. Yeah. And then it allows for questions because otherwise if you just jam pack it, they can never ask questions. And then guess what? It's just like having a, a school teacher. Like that's not where, like, I try to get the engagement. I've seen that happen too, where someone's delivered so much information that when they're like, all right, so I'll take some questions now. And there's crickets. What do you think that's related to? Is it, they gave too much information and no one has questions. Like, how do you get people asking those questions and raising their hands as potential leads at the end of a, of a speech? Well, yeah, you can't wait till the end. First of all, you have to ask questions throughout and you can't just ask them the same way. You have to make it interesting for them and yourself. So Mm -hmm. if you get to the end and that's the first time you're asking questions, then no. So you need, again, speaking for free for this model, if you're training totally different, you know, if you're speaking from the stage for motivation, totally different. This model is no, you, that's why you also want to keep it lighter because you want to have questions. You want Mm. to have that engagement. You have to slow down and stop and pause to create that room for them to have questions. You might have to seed some of the questions and get them going. Right. And so you don't want to wait till the end. If you wait till the end, it means you've been going, going, going. And the person's mind is still processing Mm. and thinking and the speaker's asking and they're like, okay, oh my God, and the other person's still processing, but when the person speaking is quiet, it seems like forever, but the other person's processing. So yeah. the better approach is to slow down, give less information to allow room for conversations and engagement. And it, maybe less information doesn't sound good, but it, it like, it's still really good. Again, like the stuff you're talking about is new. So it's overwhelming to them. Mm. So three to five points are more than enough yeah. and they'll ask questions. And so foster the questions, you know, tell them it's going to be interactive. Don't just talk to them. And it starts from like, as soon as you hop on or as soon right. as you show up in the meeting, right? Like, so if you're standing in the back of the room, greeting people, okay, that's different. If you're greeting them online, when they come in by asking them questions, that's different. Like you're already telling people and signaling to them that it's going to be different. Right. Well, I mean, and that's also a great way to keep people engaged and not just kind of zoning out and just kind of pretending or, um, you know, I guess here's one I know. So people come in um, and I'm just, I I personally would love to hear this strategy, which is you come in, you're doing like a, you're doing a workshop, you're doing a five-day training, you're doing whatever it is. And people immediately turn off their camera. So it's you, your face talking on to a whole bunch of blank screens. How do you get people to keep their cameras on, to keep them engaged so that you know that there's actual bodies there who are paying attention. Um, I do. I ask them and I just say, Hey, the more you guys can keep it on, the more it's going to be interactive. It helps me. So I'm not, I, I basically describe what you're saying and I'll start to see them like blink, 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 blink. You could see them. And I said, it also helps me interact. And so, you know, if you want to interact and you want questions, I can see your facial expressions. I can see if you have questions, like I'm more likely to call them and open up their microphone. And, and that's Mm -hmm. the way that I do it. Now, obviously if you have hundreds, you can't do that, but then you're not going to have a meeting format. It'll be a webinar format. Right. 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 Very different. And then there's, that's when we use polls and we use, you know, answer in the, in the chat and things like that. So there's all kinds of strategies there, but you can still do that there. Like, Hey, put the virtual hand, put the real hand, you know what I mean? Right. And Um, there's a lot of things I've seen people do in terms of sending things in the mail where they can like have little pom-poms or they have little thumbs up and things like that. that Yeah. And that's for conferences, right? Like this is typically a professional organization that you're going to go speak with. Mm -hmm. And so you don't always have that planning. Right. Right. So there's exactly. ways that you can do it that are super engaging so that it just shows that you're different, 
that you know your material, that you're an expert, that you like what you do, you're there to provide value. And then hopefully there's a fit. And, you know, the process that we have at the end is to ask people, it's a soft lead process, right? So you're not pissing off the organizer. You're not feel like you're baiting and switching anybody, but it's also serving you because it is an hour of your time. And so you want to make sure it's valuable for everybody. Well, and a lot of times these organizations ask for no pitching, right? They want, they want to deliver the value to their clients. And sometimes you can pitch, but that there's pitching in different ways. How do you, how do you tell people to pitch without saying, Hey, go ahead to this website, put in your credit card number. And if you want to buy my program, here's how much it is. And then yes, stack the value. You drop the price standard, you know, from the stage selling, how do you pitch without pitching when it comes to these online trainings and these, these experiential trainings, if you will. Uh, I handled a few different ways. And so one, I will do like free offers. So either, you know, get them onto my list or call. Um, I will also, depending on the organization or what's going on, I will ask them if I can make a soft offer. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes on my sheet, it will be like, Hey, if you guys want to take this conversation further and go deeper here it is, but I'll try to make it a super low price point, like for sure under $500, but probably in the $300 range. And so it's not like a big bait and switch, right? Like I don't, I don't do that for this specific thing. I don't do that. Right. Cause that model doesn't work for this. You're here in association. They don't like that. Um, But, and they also need to give you a little bit of freedom because it's like, Hey, you're coming in to share something of value. And so, you know, Mm. no pitch. Yeah. I don't think so. Like it has to be a a win for all of us. And when you say no pitch, so I'm okay giving a soft pitch. And I asked them ahead of time about like, Hey, where is your threshold for that? Like, are you okay? If I say this, are you okay? If I say that, right. And that's usually what I do. Yeah. It's not just, I'm going to show up and give value and then walk, turn around and walk out of the room. Um, There's also special things that you can do in terms of seeding offers, like sharing client case studies. And like you said earlier before, it's those stories, things like that, that really help kind of seed the fact that you're someone that they want to work with. And then that's where the conversation. So we've kind of worked this backwards in terms of, we first started talking about the follow-up. Now we've we've talked about kind of a little bit of the structure of what to include as part of a converting kind of speaking gig. And there's so much more that goes into all of that, that I really encourage people to reach out to you. I know you've got some things you're going to share too later on related to that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the, the, the getting booked, right? So you, you kind of, we, we, we touched on it in terms of like, you can do it an hour a week. Okay, great. So like, how do you really get booked? And let's say, let's give some assumptions. Let's say you've got a one sheet. Let, and, and I know like your people, they're going to have the one sheet. They're going to have the topic. It's probably going to have converted in the past, right? They've probably have variations of that same topic, right? So they can go shorter, longer. They've got the three sections, the three teaching points. They've got the pitch in there. They can do four. They can do one. But how do you get booked, right? Like, because I run across that with a lot of people saying, yeah, I've got all the things, but I'm not getting booked or I'm not, I'm not doing it or whatever it is. I haven't had a problem. I, maybe they're just not asking. I mean, and so, you know, sometimes I, I mean, do but, research but and sometimes on. I don't. That's a huge thing though, because a lot of people, you know, when it comes to leads, the follow-up, they're not asking when it comes to doing and delivering their speech, they're not asking when it comes to getting booked for the gig, they're not asking. Right. So there is a common thread in terms of if you're not getting the results you want in your business in any of the tactical strategies you're using, are you asking? I ha- like every place I went to after my conference, I was asked, 
do you bring in speakers? Do you need speakers? I, I would love to be able to present to your audience and provide value. Mm. Like who's going to turn that down? Because we all know that it's hard to create content. They want to bring people in. They want to create value for their members. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody's there and asking, okay. And then, you know, the steps afterwards about how professional and what do you expect? So when you show up, they're like, oh, this person's done it before. They're not a newbie, right? Right. Like the first couple of times I did it, it took me like a freaking week to get back to them. Cause I was like, oh my God, what am I going to say? And like, right. And like, oh, does this sound right? And what are they going to need? Oh, yeah. And now it's like, I've got it down, but before it was crazy. And I just made it too hard. Right. We just get in our head. And so, mm-hmm. um, and it works for all of us at different stages. And so I'm like, I got to figure this out. I got to put it in a system because I can't keep reinventing the wheel. And so yeah. asking them the buzzwords that I know they're going to see, like there's always topics that they want. Right. And so I'm talking, I speak to business audiences. And so they're always going to want something with leads or more business marketing is always a, a big touch point for people. Um, you know, they always, they aren't doing enough. They're typically not measuring the marketing and the results, right? They're not looking at the numbers is why. Um, but those are like the hot points. And then there's also some that are whatever the current trend is. And so it could be, you know, artificial intelligence, AI, it's self-care right now. Um, a lot of the, the, the mental um, clarity and health, like, so those are the buzz points So you can always take your topics and measure them to the current topics so that you're relevant, mm-hmm. you know? So if I'm talking about speak for leads and influence, um, I can talk about that in terms of, you know, how to get your message out there. If you're in the wellness industry, so you can reach more people, um, how to reach your audience so that your audience engages if they're working with healthcare people. So you can take your message and apply it so that you attract those places that you want to get booked. So yeah, I guess one is ask, which I guess to me seems obvious, but okay. Uh, so, I mean, do the research, right. To get to the place where you're asking, you know, know your ideal client, know where they're hanging out, who they're listening to, where they're paying attention, right. And start with yourself. So wherever you're hanging out is where your people are probably hanging out. So yep. start there. And that's what I did. I just started at the places I was hanging out. And so they had already seen me. So it wasn't like I was showing up. Right. right. And so it was a really safe environment. And so I started there and then it was like, okay, so where are my customers hanging out? So then it was like, okay, I would do those associations and those groups. Perfect. Yeah. And then just asking just this simple, I mean, it doesn't have to be a convoluted, you know, strategy with this, you know, that or this. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially this day and age, it's just, they appreciate you getting to the point. They just don't want you to be rude about it. <laughs> Yeah. And again, like we're not doing like, Hey, pay me to show up and do training. This is a, Hey, I'm going to provide some education. You're going to give me an audience. We're all going to walk away happy. Right. Right. So totally different model than out there. Right. So nobody's doing this model that I'm talking about, which is specifically speaking for leads. So showing value, helping their audience in return, you get leads and influence. You also get influence because your people, your, you know, people online, your presence, your center of influence are seeing this. And once you start, it does become a snowball effect, Mm. right? But you have to make sure you're doing the right things and sharing that stuff on social and the places that you need to, because now I show up and they're like, Oh, I see you everywhere. And it was like, Oh, that's good. I have, we talked beforehand. I was like, I haven't even been on Facebook very much in the last two or three weeks. Right. Right, right. They see me everywhere. Awesome. Well, I mean, and part of this too is, is delivering this value to your audience as you're building community members. Cause I think a lot of the people that you work with as well have, you know, their own groups and things, places where they have their, their leads or their prospects kind of gathering and clone in, in groups and stuff. 
And it's also about delivering those little nuggets and these kind of training experiences. People call them Facebook lives, right? Like what is that CTA? What is that short time frame? So really, you know, it's whether it's an hour or two minutes, it doesn't matter. There's this strategy behind all of it that really drives people into that engagement. Yeah. And what do you do when the speaker ahead of you goes over, you start late, like how do you expand that speech really easily or less, but again, still providing value for them and you, because, you know, you don't want to have a missed opportunity. And so how do you handle that? And so those are things that I had to learn. Um, Some of them I had learned from years ago. I've been in the national speakers association for quite a few years and I never really put it into place because I was an employee, but um, I'm taking all that knowledge that I've learned and from those experts and what I had to do by hustling and boots on the ground, you know, a couple of years ago. And there's definitely some place. shortcuts. Yeah. yeah. So that really built up my business on 2019. And mm. in 2020, at the beginning of the year, I had enough business. I said, okay, I'm not going to speak. I've got too much stuff going on. Well, little did I know. <laughs> Um, you know, that COVID was going to hit. And so I said, okay, well, let me go ahead. And I took some time off to spend the, the final time with my mom as she, before she passed. And so when I came back in 2021, I said, well, okay, I'm back in business. I need to take it slow, but I will start speaking because that's how I build my business. Like it's super easy for me. It's a, it's one of my major marketing streams and um, it's really high value for me, high return. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that no like, and trust factor in terms of getting to know and like, and trust someone. And then we're not, we all know that that's not enough to buy from them, but when you can ex- establish that fat, the fastest way, at least for me that I've experienced is speaking, it establishes that so fast. Yeah. And then it kind of helps that person go, Oh my God, that's my person. I need to know more about that. And whether they're ready to buy in that moment or whether it's a couple of months from now, or even a couple of years from now, it's that connection that was established because they were able to get into that close proximity to your energy. Absolutely. And it's way better than just looking at a piece of paper or, I mean, just showing up online or in person. The last tip that I want to give is that if your stuff is boring online, it was probably boring in person. And so (laughs) time to elevate, right? So if you are, again, a business owner, this is probably not the people we're talking to, but I hear that comment all the time. Like online's boring. It's not boring. It's the people it's not zoom. Zoom is just the tool, (laughs) the people behind the tools. So, you know, (laughs) just make sure that, you know, however you're conducting yourself offline, in person, whatever the term is in your sales conversations, when you're presenting, when you're talking to your team, when you're having group calls with your customers, carrying that energy and that enthusiasm, that's you online when you do the presentations or in person and you should be fine. Fantastic. Kim, you've been amazing. How can people get in touch with you? Because I'm sure that people are going to want to know more about how to use this specific tactic and strategy in their business. Yeah, I'd love to have them go to kimdsnyder.com slash cat. And um, what I'll do is I'll offer a free 10 minute call. So if they want to know if this is going to be relevant for them, if they have questions that are specific, um, I'll put a link on that page. This is where, you know, when you put the recording up, I'll put a link there, but that's where they can go to me. So kimdsnyder.com slash cat, get a call. I'll leave it open through the month of September and, um, And let's just see if it's going to be relevant for them and something that works. I mean, this is what worked for me in 2019. It's going to work for me again. It is working and you will get leads on places that you didn't even expect, even from the um, podcast host. I just did one the other day and they're like, yeah, we think we want to talk to you. (laughs) 
I'm like, is this a sales conversation or is this a just done? They're like, no, it's a sales conversation. Okay. There you go. So you are going to get leads that you didn't expect. Fantastic. Anything else you want to leave as parting words? No, I just want to say thank you so much, Kate. God, why am I saying Kate? I don't know. (laughs) Kate, Kat. Thank you so much. You. (laughs) Thank you so much, Kat, for this and for your audience for listening. You know, it's valuable time and time is our biggest resource. So Mm -hmm. I hope you guys got something and I'd love for them to comment like what the biggest tip is that they got and walked away with today. Fantastic guys. Make sure you check out the show notes. All of those strategies and tactics and summaries are going to be there for you as well as that link to leverage to go book a call with Kim um, and be sure to comment in the notes. um, I mean, below the notes in terms of your biggest takeaways. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining me today.